What is going on, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another Review Point podcast coming to you from fanboysanonymous.com. I am your host, as always, Tony Mango. And as you can tell, my target to review for this edition is the 2019 version of The Lion King. This is Disney's quote-unquote live-action remake. It's not live-action, of course, because it's all CGI, so every little speck of everything in the movie is completely fake, and that means it's not live-action, but nonetheless, everybody refers to it as the live-action version because it looks like it would be a live-action version, and there are lots of things that we can get into when it comes to this movie. Um, One of the first things that I should mention is that Lion King is one of my three favorite Disney films of all time. Uh, the other two being Aladdin and Toy Story. So you can imagine at the beginning of this year, I was sitting there thinking to myself, well, we get a remake of Aladdin, we get a remake of The Lion King, and we get another Toy Story movie. This is great. And I've already talked about Toy Story 4. I've already talked about the Aladdin movie in different reviews. Check them out on fanboysanonymous.com. Check them out on the YouTube channel, so on and so forth. But The Lion King's the latest one. And, uh, you know, that's what we're going to break down here. So... The way that this works is I will be talking about the movie in general, just my overall thoughts, and giving you what I think are the hits, what are the misses, which are essentially what I liked, what I didn't like, the pros and the cons, the good and the bad, that kind of a thing. And we're going to do this in two parts. The first part is going to be spoiler-free, just in case anybody hasn't seen the original movie, but I'm pretty sure by now most people know what the whole story is about and everything like that. But just in case, we're going to go spoiler-free. Then we're going to go into the other section where the spoilers are going to continue, and that's going to actually act as more of a comparison between the original and the 2019 version, because by now, Lion King is something that's in the pop culture mind frame where... I don't think I really need to break down the movie, and as I said, Lion King is one of my three favorite Disney films, so you already know that I love the movie, and you already know that that if this is a worthwhile adaptation of that and a remake that pretty much stays true to form, I'm not going to hate the movie, you know? It's kind of impossible to do that. So, as I said, spoiler-free version first. This is the type of movie that if you have seen the original movie and you are interested in the again, quote-unquote, live-action aspect of this, by all means, you pretty much have to see it. However, I've been hearing a lot of people that are not into this movie, and a lot of them just aren't into it because they just don't like remakes or reboots or any of those kind of things, sequels, prequels, whatever. Uh, Requel is one of my favorite ones. I really like when people do that. (laughs) A lot of other people, though, they are not into it because they... They they love the original so much, and they think that this is just going to tarnish it. And I will say that I don't think that this tarnishes anything. I think that this is the type of film that you can look at more as an artistic endeavor rather than something that has any influence on the previous version. For instance, Terminator 2 is my favorite movie of all time. I have hated every single... Well, hate is too strong of a word. I've disliked every single Terminator film to come out since Terminator 2. Terminator 3, that one I do hate. That one's abysmal. That, there's so many problems with that one. Terminator Salvation, that's a step in the be- uh, better direction, but at the same time, it's still not all that great. Terminator Genesis, awful. And this new Terminator Dark Fate looks like it's going to be pretty problematic as well. So those movies do tarnish Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 because they screw the series up a little bit. Or they massively screw it up, depending on which movie you're thinking of. However, 
when it comes to this, this doesn't screw anything up. It's just, I guess, basically the equivalent of seeing the Broadway show, where it's another telling of the same exact story. So you should know what you're getting into. It's There are tweaks and there are changes that they've made, and some of them are for the better and some of them are for the worse, but it's essentially the same exact film. So if you don't like the original movie, then you're not going to like this. It's That's going to be a guarantee. And if you love the original movie, try to go into this movie with an open mind that it's just like seeing better graphics for the most part. And the changes that they've made, you might dislike and you might think that the other version is better. And I'll go so far as to say the original is better than this one. But this one does have its benefits of just being a cultural impact when it comes to CGI in general and something that I think we're going to really look back on very, very fondly the way that we do with Jurassic Park and everything. So that's the spoiler-free version of this. Now, we need to get into... I guess technically spoilers, but again, you've probably seen the movie by now, so it's not really spoilers, but just in case, from here on out, warning, spoilers, I'm going to talk about the movie as if you've already seen it, or as if you've seen the original. So let me first just address the elephant in the room, and I'm not talking about, you know, a literal elephant, although the elephants looked fine in the movie. The visual effects, they are absolutely phenomenal. If this does not win best visual effects... I don't have a clue what the Academy is looking for. Remember, every single thing in this movie is not real. They didn't take shots of the savannah and put them in the background. They didn't use plants and put them in the foreground. It's all fake. So it's an entire computer animated film it's this could be nominated for best animated film and that would be pretty interesting if they do that i wonder if they actually are going to be able to nominate it that way if they do it should win uh it should beat toy story and i feel like they can get away with nominating it for so many other kinds of different things because it's like well is it technically production design is it technically set design like all this uh, how do you really constitute that it's going to be really interesting to see where they take this but the visual effects are absolutely just mind-blowing and i had seen this in 3d which i'm not the biggest fan of 3d i think that most 3d movies should not be 3d and the ones that are 3d for the benefit of the film they are few and far between like Tron legacy. That was good as 3d because you've got that environment behind you. And this, like a lot of other movies, I forgot that it was 3d and eventually that was just, you know, not even a factor, but the visuals were amazing. Absolutely amazing. If we're talking about characters, they're pretty much the same characters we've had before. So they are all pretty rock solid Simba is Simba, Mufasa is Mufasa, Scar is Scar, Nala is Nala. You know, they're basically the same. So thumbs up when it comes to that. That's another hit. Although they did make some changes to the characters, and some of them I'm not the biggest, biggest fan of. For instance, Rafiki is very underwhelming in this. Uh, Rafiki, the visual design again, perfect, amazing. But he lacks the humor from the original one. And they they made some weird changes of even things like he doesn't even break the fruit open, which is like, why did you even bother to change that? Why didn't you just have him break the fruit? You know, Uh, he doesn't hit 
Simba in the head and, you know, different things like that. So Rafiki was a down point. That could have been a lot better. And I'll say to a certain extent, all these new characters that they had added that are just sort of, I don't even remember any of their names. There's like, I don't even know what type of animal some of them are. It's like this little mouse kind of creature and there's like an antelope and whatever. They're fine. None of them are standout kind of characters. It, it's interesting that they added like an extra couple lines of dialogue here and there. And I'm fine with that. So they're pros, but they're not major changes and stuff. They changed the hyenas. They are Keegan-Michael Key is playing Kamari, Eric Andre, let's call him Andrade, doing my wrestling thing here, is Azizi, and Florence Kasumba is Shenzi. Now, Shenzi is Shenzi in the original one, but the other ones are Banzai and Ed. And they changed these because these are more Swahili names, if I remember correctly. I can see why people would complain about that, but at the same time, I don't really care too much in the grand scheme of things. If they would have called him Ed and they would have called the other one Banzai, would it have made that much of a difference? Bigger difference is they just kind of cut out some of their humor and they replaced it with this gag of being that they're too close to each other. One of them, I don't even know which one's which, to be honest. I think it's like Azizi's the one that's uh, complaining that Kamari is too close to him or something, but it might be the other way around. I don't really know. That joke doesn't really land as well to me. Some... Little tiny jokes here and there are a little bit better. For instance, there's a part in the movie where Timon, in the original one, he does a hula dance to try to serve up Pumbaa on a platter of like, you know, you should the hyenas should chase him. And this one, they decided to change it to that he's about to start to sing Be Our Guest. I thought that that was pretty funny. Didn't get a whole lot of laughs from the, uh, the arena. Wow, I'm still stuck in WWE mode from the auditorium that I was in. But the theater had some chuckles and stuff. And I think that, that was a pretty funny joke. Timon is Timon. Pumbaa's Pumbaa. They didn't really change that all that much. I will say Billy Eichner is nowhere near as good as Nathan Lane when it comes to this. I dug Seth Rogen, though. He was a hit. He's still not as good as the original. But I think that of all the people that had replaced other cast members, John Oliver for Zazu and Seth Rogen for Pumbaa might have been the best. Oh, you know what? Alfred Woodard, uh, Woodard, she was a good Sarabi. So, you know, she's another one that's on there too. But I got to be honest, Beyonce, not digging Beyonce, don't like her song at all. I I don't like music where it's about the singer. To me, I don't listen to a song to hear somebody's vocal range. I listen to a song to hear a melody. So when you have a song, Spirit, I think is the name of it, where it sounded mostly like it was just like, all right, I get it. You can sing. You're fucking Beyonce. So that bothers me. And I would have rather them not even have that song in there. So that's the downside when it comes to the music. That's the downside to casting Beyonce. I know that she's a big name, and I know that she brings some notoriety to it, but at the same time, I think that they could have gone away with uh, somebody else and maybe paid them less and maybe brought some kind of a new star into the mix or something. Chibatology 4 is no Scar in comparison to Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons' voice is so much better for Scar. There's no comparison. That's a, a downgrade to me. And it's disappointing. Donald Glover is fine as Simba. Matthew Broderick, I think, brought a little bit more to it. Uh, just like some kind of a tone in his voice that I liked a little bit better. But 
there's not too much of a difference between he and Donald Glover, so I'm going to give him a hit. I mentioned John Oliver. He is very good as Zazu. It's kind of interesting that they changed some of these lines. Like, they they got rid of the part of he would make a really good throw rug, that line that uh, Zazu says about Scar. And they replaced it with this little gag about him having a cousin who thought that he was a woodpecker, which I thought was funny, but I wonder why they tossed out that throw rug line. I like that line. Uh, Billy Eichner, I said, yeah, Nathan Lane, if they would have kept him as Timon, it would have been better. John Canny for Rafiki. He doesn't really say anything in the movie, so that he doesn't get a chance to shine, and I don't really know how to rank him, but the original Rafiki was better in all accounts, in my mind. Uh, I liked a little bit more of Sarabi this time. She's better here than she is in the original because she gets a little bit more to do, so that's good. James Earl Jones, I'll have to say, you know what? His age is showing, and it's disappointing because he just doesn't have as powerful of a voice as he used to. So that's actually uh, more of a downgrade. It's more of a miss when it comes to that. But it's still James Earl Jones, so it's still a hit because it's James Earl Jones. I mean, come on. He's Mufasa. He's Darth Vader. This is CNN. You know, this is you can't really crap on James Earl Jones for him being the same character that he brought life to before. They changed a couple things around here and there. Uh, the changes that were more serious, I liked because this is a more serious adaptation. So when they have like the action seems a little bit more fierce, then that's good. I like that they implied on this time around that Scar had challenged Mufasa for the throne before, and that that's maybe where he got the scar from. I like that because before it was just, no, I wouldn't dare challenge for the throne or whatever. Now that it's, I wouldn't dare challenge you again. Okay. Well, now we know that he's tried this before, which he should have tried it before. It would have made a lot of sense. And that Mufasa spared him, which means that Mufasa is even better of a character because he still lets his brother hang around. So, I mean, I don't want to make this the longest review in the world because you've seen the movie. So the only other thing to really talk about is the music because the characters are basically the same as the characters. Voice acting is nowhere near as good as it was before for the most part. The visual effects are amazing. How's the music? The music is very good when it comes to replicating the Hans Zimmer score from the original one because that is actually the best part of the movie in my mind. The... This Land, for instance, that track, that's the best part of The Lion King. And when they have that continue, well, of course I'm going to love it. The other songs, Be Prepared, for instance, totally botched. Nowhere near as good as the original one. Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Mm, not as good. Uh, Circle of Life, just as good. Maybe the original is a little bit better, but it's essentially the same song, so that one's good as well. I told you before I didn't like the uh, stride or uh, spirit. That's the name of it. Don't like that one. So, Akuna Matata. Still fun. Still brings a lot of joy to a lot of people in the theater. That one's probably the one that translated the best, I think, overall. So, if that's your favorite one, then you'll probably like that. I go more for this land and the score itself than anything else. And that that's what made, made it like feel like it was still the Lion King. A lot of shots are shot by shot. They added some different ones here and there, like the mouse 
at the beginning with Scar, it's not quite the same, different things like that. So more than anything, I say, look at this movie as an exercise in CGI. Look at this as what would they have done if they could have made this movie that they made in 1994, if I remember correctly, if they could have made that now for the first time. Would it have made as much of a big splash? Probably not, because I don't think that people are going to love this as much as the original. And you lose some of, like, the emoting in the characters because they're not cartoons. And, you know, it's just a lot of people are just going to like the original because it's the original. But I do think that this is a worthwhile adaptation. And I think that a lot of people that are crapping all over it, they shouldn't necessarily. I say see it. Watch the movie. Overall, it's a hit. It's not as good as the original. But if you could replace some of those elements, like if you could take the tracks of Jeremy Irons and have him redo different lines. And if he could have been cast as Scar in this, that would have made a big difference. If they would have cut that spirit song, maybe it wouldn't have made the biggest difference in the world, but it would have been one less negative for me to talk about different things like that. More than anything though, the visual effects, you have to see this movie. It is breathtaking what they've done. And overall it's a hit. So I want to know what you have to say about this movie Drop a comment below on YouTube. If you're over there, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done that already and ring that little bell for notifications because I don't know what the next video is, but when it's posted, you'll be aware. You can follow Fanboys Anonymous on Facebook and Twitter. Check out, obviously, fanboysanonymous.com for articles because there's more than just the YouTube channel side of things. Follow me all over the place, A Mango Tree, Tony Mango, it's spelled out T-O-E-K-N-E-E, Mango, you know, Toe. Me, huh? Get it? Check out the Smart Cat Moment stuff. If you were interested in the pro wrestling side of things, hit up that Patreon if you want to see more of Fanboys Anonymous because that is the best way to get me to do more of these things and have the spare time to be actually able to do it. There's also T Public where I've got t shirts and merchandise and stuff like that. Same thing for Redbubble. And yeah. I think that's about it. So leave me a like, leave me a follow, a favorite, or a ranking, a rating, whatever these different things are, or whatever platforms you're listening to this. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this, everybody. For now, it's time for me to geek out.